Oh, it's almost like I forgot how to use Audacity there for a minute. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to Parrot Gaming. Well, no, this is not Parrot Gaming. This is Fathers and Friends, fellas. It's Fathers and Friends. We're doing another solo episode. Can you guys believe that? It's a solo episode. Like, oh my god, who would have thought that my dumbass would be doing a solo episode? Again. Um, it's actually Saturday at like one o'clock in the afternoon and I'm like bored out of my mind. Uh, I actually am just releasing, uh, what is it here? Episode 117, my don't be stupid, stupid episode. Uh, I just released it. Apparently it was downloaded four times, which is pretty dope and awesome. Um, had a couple of downloads on the other one, so I, I, uh, I've been using Podbean for the last few, uh, the last few episodes that I'm going to be dropping here, and I thought it was really kind of cool, uh, just simply because like it was supposed to give me some better statistics and some better stats and stuff like that, because uh, apparently from what I'd been hearing, apparently uh, Anchor.fm. Uh, thank, thank heavens for them. They decided to, uh, you know, they were free and everything else like that. And Podbean says, uh, yeah, it's 15 bucks a month. We'll, we'll get you some good stats and we'll get you some good information. And I've kind of been looking at it and I kind of been like checking out my stats and stuff like that. And, uh, no, no, my, my stats are about what they normally are. Um, uh, so now uh, I think I just paid 15 bucks for this month. I'm probably not going to follow up and continue to use Podbean anymore uh, because I thought, I mean, I thought my numbers were like completely off, but it would appear that they are pretty much, uh, pretty much spot on to where exactly where I thought that they would be. Um, my podcast is about that 30, 30 people or so giving me a listen here a, a month and, and kind of doing what they do and I mean, I guess that's 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 kind of cool. I guess as as one might or or could say here. So, um, yeah, uh, the birds are actually awake. I uh, rearranged my apartment. I, I realized that my couch is like way way too big for my apartment. I got like a, I got like a really beautiful couch, and it's like really really big. And uh, I realized that I. I probably, I need to get like rid of it. <laughs> like, that's just like the one piece of advice I can give to myself with, with how I want to lay my apartment out. Because like for work, I have to have the birds in my bedroom, um, just simply because like they, they get too loud during the day. And I feel like it's really kind of stupid, um, that like they can't be trippy and like fun in the background. And with, with spring getting here, like, cause with spring getting here, I usually like to put them up against one of the windows that I have. And uh, with the windows in my trailer, the way that I have to have the birds positioned so that way they can look out one of the, some of the windows and enjoy a lot of the extra sunlight as well as stay nice and warm in the mornings. And like, like literally Helios will sunbathe in the morning. Like it's, it's hilarious. I, um, I literally put it like, I'll put them right next to a window. And if the sun is beating down, he closes his eyes. He tilts his head back. He does a silly little thing with his tongue. And it's just like, he's in heaven, just sunbathing. And it's, it's hilarious and adorable and cute all at the same time. But one of the problems is sometimes when I get, when I get talkative at work, they get a little excited and uh, then they start screaming in the background and uh, my, my bosses don't partic don't particularly enjoy that ab about my work. A lot of people find it absolutely adorable and cute, but uh, apparently at work they don't like it. So I uh, 
I rearranged my my living room right now to where I can pretty much just seamlessly transition the birds in and out of my bedroom um, with, with having enough room and space for them to sit near the windows. Because like right now, they are maybe ten feet, maybe ten feet behind me, if not less. I uh, just kind of chilling, hanging out next to the window that gets the vast majority of the sunlight. And uh, I'd like to keep it that way, just because I want them. I want them to be a part of my daily life. I don't want them to see me only on breaks and stuff like that. And I'm hoping that on Monday when I um. On Monday, when I when I when I go back to work, that I'll I'll just kind of sit here, I'll chill out, and I'll let them, you know, I'll just let them do what they do best and, and hang out and just kind of chill in the background while I make phone calls. Because I mean, I had a guy, I I forgot to close the door to my bedroom. Actually, I think it was Thursday, and I was talking to a gentleman while I was actually selling him something, and he landed on my shoulder, and he uh, he and he was making his little cute chirpy chirp sounds and. The, the the gentleman he was he was a bit older he's like what does that sound i was like oh uh that's my son Connor helios uh i forgot to close my bedroom door because they got me working from home today and uh he he decided to come fly out and hang on my shoulder he's like oh you got a bird i was like i actually got two birds he's like that's oh that's kind of adorable and uh he ended up he ended up asking for a callback, which I don't do callbacks anymore. Um, I found out that it, it kind of messes with me, but it's hilarious because he's like, "Yeah, next next time I call you, I, I want to make sure you know Helios is there so we can have a conversation." He's like, "All right, bud, whatever you want to do, man, I'll, I'll bring out the bird for you." So you know that's that's kind of a thing that that's kind of cool is that like some people really think it's adorable and some people really they like them and they don't care, they don't mind, they think it's kind of interesting. But at the same time, my boss is like, ah, "Jared, you can't do that," and I was like, "Yeah." I, I kind of know. I kind of get that. So I'm hoping that today is a nice little trial run where I'm going to play a bunch of Halo because uh, I have the Master Chief Collection and I just watched the first two episodes of the Halo series, which is actually kind of interesting. Um, I like the way that they're doing things. Uh, I like Master Chief. And um, I think her name is Kate Kennedy or something like that. I, I got to pull up my, my, my photos here. Um which is really interesting. Where is it? Uh, yeah, Kate Kennedy, Kai125, or Spartan Kai125, uh, on the Paramount Plus, uh, on YouTube and stuff like that. Kate Kennedy is the actress who plays Spartan Kai125. Uh, she has got an ass, like a thick white girl ass. And uh, she is just like, she looks like a demon in her Spartan armor. And she's got like... So, so it's always kind of funny because like, I, I'm, I'm very into like strong women. Like I'm very, very into strong, independent women who, you know, are like, you're cute. I'd like to keep you around as a pet for a little while. I'm like, please. And thank you. That would be greatly appreciated. I would love to have some interaction with you. Like if you, if, if a woman scares me a bit, like that's like, yeah. And seeing her and that's there's uh cause I saw her in the Spartan armor, her and the, the other girl, uh, who, who's there, they're both absolutely like military gorgeous and the reason why i say military gorgeous is because there's 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 like three levels of gorgeous out there there's like the instagram thought you know that that's like gorgeous where it's just like it, your personality is your you're cute like that's your your sole personality that is that is the sole benefit that is a sole beneficial thing about you is that you are cute um you know you have nothing else that goes with you um and then there's the you know the conventionally cute where you know she's got the personality uh you know she may not physically be a bang in 10 out of 10 but 
you know, you, you put everything all together, you put her brilliance, her, you know, her looks, you, you put pretty much everything together and she forms like a 15, you know, out of everything because she checks off a lot of those boxes for you. That's the kind of conventional cute. And then there's what I like to call military cute. Military cute is the, well, okay, I'll put it to you this way. The military cute is where you take one look at her and you're like, she would fucking kill me. Like, she would absolutely 100% kill me if, uh, you know, if I did the wrong thing, if I said the wrong thing, if I made the right, the wrong move. And the fact that she's scary and the fact that she's attractive because she's scary is what I call military cute. Because, I mean, you know, Kate Kennedy, she's got a she's got a cute looking face. She's definitely got a, a body of a Spartan, you know, that you would think is very in shape. And she's she's just got... She just texts, she, she checks that box off for me. She does. Um, and so like, it was kind of funny. Cause like, I was trying to find like, you know, wallpapers or something like that of, of her and, and maybe seeing, Oh, you know, can I get like a, uh, can I get like a, a phone wallpaper over? Cause like my, my, my wallpaper background before was, I think it was, uh, like the Spider-Man logo or something stupid. Like, no, it was Siri. It was the, uh, it was, a I think it was a, I think it was like a, a comic drawing of Siri uh, in in the in the Witcher armor that she was in, because uh, I was like I found some cool like Witcher stuff online, and uh, so I was looking for for some, for some really cute Kate Kennedy stuff. Now uh, apparently Kate Kennedy is a pretty famous porn star. Um, I, I, I they're not the same people. They're they're most definitely not the same people. But I, I typed in Kate Kennedy cute. And, uh, or like, cause like I, I pulled, I, I typed in Kate Kennedy halo and I found like one thing of her, like I found some of the promotional material for like each of the independent Spartans and stuff like that. And then I was like, Oh, Kate Kennedy. And she doesn't have too many like actual like wallpaper photos. And it was like Kate Kennedy phone, iPhone. Like I tried doing the conventional things where you like Kate Kennedy wallpaper or Kate Kennedy this or Kate. And so I was like, Hey, Kate Kennedy cute. Well, apparently there's a porn star by the name of Kate Kennedy and, I'm almost 100% sure that they're not the same people, but when I type in Kate Kennedy cute, I don't expect to see some girl completely nude showing off all her lady bits, as well as, uh, you know, whole lot of sex. And I was like, ha, ah, probably shouldn't be, uh, probably shouldn't be looking at this right now. Um, but it was, it was just, it was hilarious because I was like, usually when you're like, oh, you're like Miley Cyrus cute, or you're like Katy Perry cute, you get like her... You get her in, like, some sort of, like, you know, good outfit on the red carpet or something like that. Like, you get some sort of photo that is that is most definitely not a porn star getting railed or doing some very naughty things. And uh, so I was like, all right, can't can't Google Kate Kennedy cute. So I, I settled with, uh, I, think I, I, I think I changed my background now. Uh, I found a, a very, uh, I found a very cute cosplayer who's got purple hair with like a, with like a teal Spartan armor on. And I had her for a little bit and I, I kept trying to like find things that I could replace with. And I just, I said, fuck it. I went back to Siri in the, in the anime kind of 3d, whatever. She looks really cool in the chain mail armor and stuff like that. So that was, that was my halo misadventure, but I, I was going to go ahead and, and, uh, hop on and play some halo master chief collection, uh, to, because I think it's great what 
the Halo miniseries is doing because it's almost kind of like they're giving you a lot of backstory into where Master Chief started and how he was introduced to Cortana. Because if I remember from like the way, 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 way back, like one of the very first games that uh, that I played, uh, you know, I think it was Halo Reach where I literally was John, uh, you know, uh, Spartan 117 and Master Chief, I guess I should say. And, like, it was just really interesting because, like, him and Cortana kind of already had uh, a relationship. And the way that they're doing the... The way that they're doing the series is a really cool interpretation. I heard out there that they were like, oh, we didn't listen to it. We didn't, you know, let the games influence. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. We didn't do any of this, blah, 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 blah. And, it, like, it really pissed off a lot of people. And... I ain't gonna lie. I have no idea about the lore. I don't know what the fuck. Like, I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea about the lore or any of the background or anything crazy like that. But to me, to me, that the Halo series is, is is pretty interesting. It tells a very interesting story. And like Master Chief is like a is like a hard dick. He's he's just a straight dick. Like the dude has. It, it's just interesting how they they are portraying the Spartans and how they're kind of rolling with things. And like I said, when I, when Kate Kennedy took off, when both of the, when both of the, the, the Spartans took off their helmets, um, you know, it, it was just, it was almost love at first sight. Like they, they were both, uh, yeah, hey, let me, let me go to her. Cause I want to give the other girl some, some huge props, like some absolute huge props. Uh, who is it? I really don't like Admiral Margaret. She's kind of a bitch. I don't like her a lot. Um, Dr. Miranda Keys is pretty fucking cool. I love her. Catherine Halsey is a very good character. Um, Cortana, like, Cortana is spot fucking on. Cortana is real spot on. Natasha Kolzak is Riz 28. So Natasha Kolzak is Riz 28, Spartan Riz 28, and Kate Kennedy is Kai 125. But yeah, no, Natasha Kolzak, she is, she is another 100% bombshell. Like, she's... She's one of those girls that that I see uh, like if I saw her in public, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna be a typical male and just be like, you know, like looking at her and she'll probably be like, "What pervert?" And be like, "You are absolutely gorgeous." I hope the sun shines on the rest of your days and you you have nothing but success in your life. <laughs> you know, both of them, both of them are absolutely just. Yeah, and then um, you know nothing. N- no disrespect to the other Spartan, the other gentleman, um, but uh, like he seems to have a bit of a personality. He's not like as dulled down as Master Chief is. One of the cool things that I did see in the Halo series that I thought was really cool is that on one of the guys who's a uh, oh uh, seaman third rank, I think is what that's called. I think that that's what that rank is or seaman third class or seaman first class or something like that. But because the UNSC is technically the, the United States Navy or something like that, I think is what it, it it's technically the Navy or some bullshit. Um, but the UNSC, like they had the, the red, they had the actual 
uh, insignia for a seaman third or first class. It had the three the three red stripes with the uh, with the kind of sea, uh, the 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 seabird logo on it as well too on the on the shoulder patch. Like they're getting a lot of the cool like little military things that are in there on on everything. There's like yeah no this is this is really really cool because it's like boop 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 boop. Like it, it's really really cool how they're they're getting a lot of the military stuff kind of like correct that that's kind of carrying over and giving little tidbits here and there. So like i almost feel like i almost feel like they took a little bit out of the, the halo series like they took a, a good bit out of the halo series the halo video game and stuff like that they're creating a story on how everything kind of came to be from their own enlightenment and taking some very cool like little things from the real world and putting implanting it in there so i think that's pretty cool i think that's pretty interesting that they're doing that so that's my take on the halo series that's that's my take on the halo series um yeah so as you can actually probably hear the birds are actually in the background and they're not doing too bad they're not doing too bad right now uh so i found some really interesting one two three four i think i found five really interesting things on reddit this week that i that i kind of wanted to talk about because it's a, a, a scolo episode here um um where was it uh, so okay i found the shopping cart thing that's something i already had um where was it here oh that was for the podcast that i was doing um oh yeah no the double standard i definitely wanted to talk about the double standard thing um huh different different names of things that i forgot about ah so so here's something i want to come across so so i found a, a post here that says fixing typos in your text is for cowards i'll message somebody uh what are our you dong tasava and that's on them to figure out what i just said so i i have a couple of friends who who if i send a text message out to them and it's filled with typos they're always like what and the really dumb thing that i find is that they'll send me a message that's got a typo in it they don't fix it but i can figure it out a hundred percent like I, I can 100% figure it out. Be like, they're asking me, what are you doing tonight? And I'll be like, hey, I'm not doing anything. What are you doing? You know, and it really irritates me when people don't use context clues when they talk about certain things, because sometimes like I really want to talk to you and I have like 30 seconds to send you a text message. And in 30 seconds, I miss swipe something. And it's like, instead of how are you been? How have you been? It's how are you being? And a buddy of mine will go, what? And I'm like, dude, you can fucking figure it out. Fucking quit your shit. You can definitely figure this out. Like, if you can't figure that out, I don't want to talk to you. And and I hate it when people like message you to message you out of nowhere. And they're like, they're like, hey man. And I'm like, hey, I'm busy here. I'll message you when I'm done. And then I'm like, hey man, what's up? How you doing? You know, what's going on tonight? And they're just like, nothing. I'm not gonna create a conversation for you out of nowhere, big guy. I'm not gonna create a conversation for you out of nowhere. Um so that's 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 definitely one of my gripes, and and I, I got another gripe here. I've got another gripe about texting. Look, if, if I send you a text message, I hope for a response within a day, within at least twenty. I would hope for a response within a few hours. Um, and and another thing too, don't send me a fucking text message that's starting a conversation at some point in time. And then not responding to me for days at a time because that shit's infuriating. It's it's absolutely infuriating. Where if you send me a, a message where you're starting, where you, where you're starting a, a conversation, and then I respond back, 
you know, within like 10 to 15 minutes, because that's the kind of friend that I am I'm constantly checking my phone to, to, to make sure that, hey, you know, did somebody message me? Am I missing something? That's fucking irritating. That's really fucking irritating when when you message me with a conversation starter and I continue that conversation and you just not decide not to reply for like a day and a half. It's a little infuriating, a little infuriating. But, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, people suck and and uh, people people get deleted, you know, um, so that that happens. But, yeah. So that that's kind of that's kind of something interesting. That's that's a that's another little rant that I could go on for days here about. And uh, I I so it, it's really interesting um, because like <laughs> so f- for my for my dumbass I do I do this all the time. I do this one hundred percent all the time. Um, actually I'm gonna switch positions here for a second. Stand by. So I decided that I wanted to talk sideways into the microphone, and I know that talking sideways into the microphone doesn't actually mean that I'm talking sideways, but I would at least like to hang out with the birdos and, and give them a good look here, and Helios is doing his little head bob thing. He's probably about to scream here in a second. Blue, of course, is giggling in the background. But one of the things that I kind of noticed is that um, I have these moments, and I, I I don't like to call them moments, but I, I, I like to... I, I I have these uh, I have these thought experiments that I do, and, and and in these thought experiments, one of the most interesting things that happens is that I get I I don't know like I it's it's funny because my parents had me tested for like ADHD and I wonder if it's and like I I, I hate when people do this when they self diagnose themselves with like autism or like OT OCD or something like that, but like I get like almost hyper focused on an issue that I really think is an issue that may or may not really be that much of an issue. But to me, it's a, it's a bit of an issue. And, um, Oh, hi Helios. Hi blue. Um, and, and I think it might be a problem of mine that I have. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not, you know, fully committed to this, but like I'll find a set, I'll find an issue that I have. And then like, it's funny because I approach issues differently. I like I approach them head on. I want to have conversations about them. I want to talk about them right away. Because when people usually tell me, and I mean this maybe stems from the job that I do where people are like, oh, think about it and get back to you. And then, you know, for every for every ten people that say I th- you know, I'll put it to you this way, for every ten people that say I think about it, I'll get back to you and ask me to call them back one person maybe answers out of those 10 people. And I get that about 10 times a day. So, I mean, you could see how many times I would start having callbacks and then not people answering. So a lot of times I'm just like, you know, if I can't convince you in in two or three uh, statements or rebuttals to, to respond to it or to purchase from me, I'm going to let you call me back because you're not worth my fucking time. And that's, that's a whole other rant. I'm going to go on here, here in a minute, but it's like one of the things that I really realized, or one of the things that I, I, I realized is that I can get super hyper-focused because when a lot of people say that when there's a lot of issues in my life that I may have, I like to resolve them almost immediately. And it infuriates me when people don't want to resolve them right away because they always get super pushed back and people always forget. Whereas I don't. And a lot of people like that about me where they can tell me a little something here or there. Like they could, they could mention something to me in passing and it's like, Oh, I'm going to Vegas in like four months. And you know, you know, uh, like all of a sudden they'll give me a call, you know, and they'll be like, Oh, I'm so excited. It's like, yeah, because your Vegas trip is coming up in a month. Right. And you know, they're like, what? 
how do you remember that? It's like, oh, you were super excited about it. So I, I remembered it, you know, like, aren't you leaving in like a week or two or a couple of weeks or something? Like that? Yeah, I'm actually leaving in two weeks. You were right. And it's those, it's those small little things that I remember or when somebody is like, hey, don't do, you know, like, uh, don't tap me on the shoulder. It really infuriates me. So I'll just be like, hey, on your left behind you, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, thank you for not tapping me or, or you know, like uh, when I went to uh, when I went to Allure, uh, when I went to. A, uh, when I went to a, uh, a health spa center kind of place thingy, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I ever told you guys this, the story of my stomach issues, but I, I went to this place that, uh, basically in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that really actually helped me out. I almost said the name of the place, but I, I, they're, they're in a very nondescript building. So I don't know if they really want to be found out unless they absolutely need to be found out. But I went there and, and one of the girls was not really big on hot. Like she didn't like hugs at all. And she's like, before you leave, I want to give you a hug. I, I, I like you. You've been a very big friend to me. You, you've helped me out a whole heck of a lot here. And, you know, I don't do hugs when I want to give you a hug. And so at the end of it, I was like, how about we just, you know, she's like, I'm going to give you a hug. And I was like, do, do you want to give me a hug because I am a hugging person? Or do you want to give me a hug because, you know, you feel that, um, you feel that I, I deserve it. And she's like, you deserve it. And I was like, well, let's fist bump. And so we just fist bumped at the end there. And it almost kind of like made her day because as much as I wanted to get a hug from her and, and as much as a, you know, big brotherly thing, she felt like it, it would be, she felt like really, really bad. Um, you know, she felt really, really bad about it. Uh, you know, that she was, she wanted to give me a hug, but at the same, well, I don't know where the fuck was I going with that statement? She wanted to give me a hug, but she still was really fearful of the hug because of whatever that she had. And, um, you know, I, I went with a fist bump instead. And, like, those are just some of the small things that I do for a lot of people that, you know, just I, I almost feel like, hey, like, you got to, you know, you got to respect within their boundaries and find a, a, a culpable solution. And I've been super, super hyper focused for like the last week and a half, I want to say, on on a topic that was brought up in, in conversation and it's 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 been something that I've mulling I, I mulled over in my mind last night for about an hour and a half, and then I woke up and I, I gave it another hour of thought, and I I feel like I feel like I have finalized it quite quite well, and I feel like by the time this episode actually comes out, I feel like it's going to have resolved itself, and I'm very interested to see how it actually resolves itself, because, <laughs> sir. I don't know what it is you think you see, but it is not a danger to you or anything in general. But thank you for letting us know. Um, I, I feel like uh, I, f I feel like the the I feel like I'm gonna have Sun Conyer for dinner. That's that's what I feel like, sir. It is not a danger to you or I. You can please stop. That'd be appreciated, sir. See, like that, that's, that's, that's the little bit that I have to deal with. And, uh, with it being summertime in the trailer park that I live in, um, I can tell you right now that, uh, uh, when it, when I open the door and I let the, the wind blow in, cause it's 70 degrees outside and you know, the, it's a very light breeze. So you get that cool, refreshing new air. I can hear the gentlemen revving their engines and the, the screams of unsupervised children, and the go fuck yous of of the pissed off neighbors who are having marital issues that should have divorced many years ago but are staying together for whatever reason. Um, and and he just adds to that because you know uh, this is a trailer park, so why the fuck not, right? Um, so yeah, 
that that's just one of the uh, one of the small gripes that I have uh, with, with that is is that I just I get hyper focused and I don't know how to unhyper focus unless like I, I I switch my brain off or unless like I actually just go you know what I'm done like I just I can't I I can't. I can't talk anymore about this. I can't focus on it. It just needs to resolve itself. And like, I have a very hard time switching my brain off, but it's so weird because, um, with the situation that I'm, that I'm in, if I don't approach somebody, if I don't approach this person about it, a lot of times life just goes on and it never gets approached. And then it just kind of irks me in the back of my mind. And then it'll pop up two or three months later or, you know, six months or a year down the line. And it just, it, it's something I, I'm weird. Like I have to resolve shit like immediately and it pisses me off when I don't resolve stuff. Like for instance, um, when I was moving my apartment around, like I literally visualize, like I'm a very visual person. Like when I have, when I, ha- when I, when I get directions to somebody house, somebody's house, I like, like my brain's like recording now. And like, I'll take off from my home. Google will tell me where I need to go. And then by the time I arrive there, Google, my, my internal Google maps or my internal brain is like recording off stored in how to get to Alex's house. And it's like, I now know where Alex lives. I don't have to do anything. And like, I, I won't visit Alex for like, I, like six months or something like that. It, he'll be like, you know, he'll finally be like, Hey, you want to come over and have game night now that, now that COVID isn't, you know, a big deal. And I'll be like, sure. And I'm like, I drive to his place. Cause I know immediately where it is, you know? And like, it's weird because he's like, you haven't been here for like six months. And I'm like, yeah, I just kind of remember where shit is, <laughs> you know? Um, like there's a girl uh, that that I was seeing not too long ago, where I really wish the stupid stuff that got in our way didn't get in our way, but like I could probably almost drive right back to her place, uh, remembering, like like literally if I took the long way to her house, because uh, I can either drive 35 minutes to her house. Or I can drive 55 minutes to her house. 55 minutes is super simple. Like I take a highway to another highway and then I turn off on a road and like I'm there. Whereas the other, the 35 minute is a bunch of back roads. I think I could maybe do the back roads. Um, like it'd probably take me like an hour and a half cause I'd probably get lost. But if I took the simple route where it's just a quick boop, 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 and I'm there, I could probably, I could probably do that again. And I haven't seen her in over a year. Um, so to me, that would, that would kind of be cool or, or, or no, has it been six, six or eight months? Not a year. Like, I think it's almost been a year since I've, I've seen her, but yeah, like it just like, to me, I just, I feel like, you know, because I remember so many things, it, it's so easy, but see, there we go. Getting fucking, getting sidetracked again. This is, this is, this is the Jared that I know you guys love because otherwise you wouldn't have listened to all those episodes where I rambled on completely. But, um, so like when I was moving my apartment around, like I, I could visualize, I could visualize like where I need to move things. And this couch that I recently bought is, is great. It's like fantastic. I love it with the TV that I have. Everything's fantastic. Like I really, really like it, but I'm realizing that if I want to have the birds be a part of my life and, 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 you know, like hang out with me almost near constantly, like they did for that two weeks, I, I almost have to. I almost have to just get rid of this couch and then purchase a recliner um, just simply because I can't, I can't have this big couch. Like this couch is, it, it's a, it's a big couch and then it's got the, got the uh, extended pillow on it or whatever you want to call it. Like it's got the attached ottoman and it's great. It's fantastic. But like I'm single, I've been single for like two and a half years. I, I haven't had a woman over to, 
I mean, I, I had a girl over to my apartment fucking, what was it, like three months ago, but it was a day thing, and she she didn't want to see me again because one of the dumbest... She didn't want to see me again for one of the stupidest fucking comments ever, which shouldn't have even been a thing, and I'm, I'm just talking it up to uh, all this dumb stuff that had just happened to her recently, but like... Like I like I I would just get another I'd get a second chair like I'd get a second recliner you know, um and and even having two recliners would would almost be better because literally it takes it it take up one third of the space that this couch takes up, and just because the trailer that I live in is so fucking small, it it's it's almost not even worth it. It's almost just not even worth it to have it in here. And I feel like I need to put it on 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 the Facebooks here to to sell the recliner that I have or to sell the couch that I have so I can get a recliner. Um, but the only one problem is, is that like the feet, I, I, the feet came off of it. So you do have to like slide the feet up underneath it. But if you've got like a, like if you've got like a four foot uh, wood screw or something like that, you could definitely put them back in there yourself, which is what I think some people do have, but it's also going to make it easier to get out, get out my door. So I have a feeling that, uh, I'm gonna, I'm good. It's going to eat away at me again. This goes back to the the immediate decisions. Cause it was like 1130 last night when I was moving around my apartment to get the birds out here and, and have them stay with me. But like, I was looking at it and it was like, I need to put the couch up on, on sale on, on the Facebook or Craigslist to get rid of it. And then there was a really cool recliner that I saw that I was like, if I could sell the couch for what I want to, it could just be a clean, a trade, you know, sell the couch for hopefully I can get 200 for it. Cause it, it was brand new when I bought it. It was like 550 bucks and sell it for like $200 and make a little bit of profit. And then, you know, buy the recliner for the 150 that I saw and boop, boop, boop there. It kind of fits with the, the dark wood oak aesthetic that I have as well too, is it really frees up a lot of space. And I mean, I know it's a super bachelor pad here, but like, I like, I, I almost feel like if I make the move, I'm going to get a girlfriend. So then I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to like upgrade again, you know, get another recliner. So that way she has a place to hang out and sit. But like, I, I almost feel like if, if I do, like, if I do that, it, it's just, you know, one of those dumb fucking things where it's just like, if I do it all of a sudden, okay, you know, like that, that forces me to make a change because life is like, oh, you're doing a thing to comfort your bachelor lifestyle. Let's get you a girlfriend that's going to last for a couple of years. And then she's going to make fun of you for being a bachelor for, you know, those for that year or so that you're a stupid bachelor. And then she finally makes you upgrade. And then once you finally get everything into a nice, smooth position, she's going to leave you just like Veronica and, and, you know, the other girls did. And it's like, oh, okay, that'll be cool. That'll be great. You know, so yeah, that's, 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 that's neither here nor there. Um, Oh, it's so cute when you drink water Helios cause you're so bad at it. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the, the rant about like how I felt like at 11, I, I know that was a super roundabout story about how at like 11 o'clock last night, my OCD or my autism kicked in that I had to make a change and it had to be taken care of immediately. And it was a whole roundabout story to basically tell you like, I feel like I have super OCD or I'm super autistic about resolving problems, whether I am or am not. I guess that's just the best way to make it make a decision, make us make, make a statement on it. Oh, there was a really funny meme that I saw um, that this one girl, she's like, I love my autistic coworker. Like he's super on the spectrum and he's like super hardcore about things. And, uh, you know, he was leaving the company after being with them for a couple of years. And she's like, yeah. And my boss was giving him a farewell. And she's like, hey, you're going to miss the, you're going to miss everybody at the company. And his response was, um, no. And then he just left and walked out of the office. I think that's great. You know, when they're like, oh, you're going to miss everybody here at the office. No, you guys are all assholes and I all hate your guts. 
there's a new guy at the office and I fucking hate his guts because he's a boot. He's a hundred percent a boot. I was a boot and I know I was a boot and I, I'm sorry I was ever a boot, but yeah, like that was just, that was just kind of some, some dumb stuff that, uh, that I remember and I, I hated. I do have to, I do have to remind myself, like I have to figure out how to, to do something in audacity because I want to do the, uh, I want to do the advice section to where, cause like in audacity, you can drag and drop the sound clip in, but then you have to drag it all the way to the end of this, all the, all the way to the end of the thing that you're doing. And it really, really sucks. Cause like when you have like an hour and a half of audio, you know, like, cause I, uh, I was helping a buddy, um, a buddy of mine used to record a podcast, uh, a, a very different way. And, um, his, he had me on as a guest spot and he told me he wanted to, to record a podcast. Uh, well, you know what? Um, my, my good buddy, Eric, uh, my good buddy, Eric from file under entertainment. Um, he, I highly encourage you to go check out, uh, his, one of his most recent podcasts that he did. It was, uh, it was on, uh, E, uh, cause he do He does the, he does a music thing where, uh, he, we rev- do like the top five songs where we review the songs and it, it goes in alphabetical order. Cause his, you know, file under entertainment. Um, so he does things in alphabetical order order. And apparently, uh, and, and I guess the drama is already out there cause he, he put it out there, but his co-host, which is his brother, uh, kind of started doing things, you know, on his own and, and started really coming into his own, his own art. Like he put out an album. He's been doing a bunch of cool, crazy things out there. And, um, it was really interesting because he's like, Hey, I got to fill a bunch of spots. And he's like, do you have an artist that you really like? That's under E. I was like, yeah, I've, I've got somebody. And it was Eminem. So we did, uh, uh, Ellie Goulding and Eminem where we listened to five Ellie Goulding songs. And then we listened to five Eminem songs. We ranked our top five, the top five songs for each of each artists. We played a cool little game of, is it Aerosmith or not? I got, I got three right and one wrong, which was kind of cool. And then, um, you know, and it was really interesting because the way they used to do the podcast was that they'd be like, all right, well, let's talk about, you know, like Eminem Stan song. Like uh, Stan was was one of the songs I picked. And they're like, all right, well, like, I like, you know, this is Stan. And then they would do a little outro and a fade intro. And then um, they would talk about the song because you were supposed to go, you're supposed to go listen to it elsewhere. And he's like, "Hey, you know, is there a way that we could put the songs into the the recording? Um, because he, I guess, he's exclusively on Spotify now. Because what Spotify does is it allows you to use the songs." And I was like, "Yeah, I could help you out with that." And so I literally did the recording on my back end. I helped him get the songs all prepped and ready, and I, I just assisted him really hardcore with that. And he's like, "Oh, that's super cool." So what I actually did this last time was uh, he was recording an episode with somebody else and he's like hey man would you help me with the songs again and so i live dj'd it you know like i was i was the 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 audio guy in the background i was jamie of the joe rogan podcast on there and uh so the two most recent podcasts and and hopefully for a couple podcasts going forward i can help be the audio guy in the background to where you know they'd be like okay and now we're gonna go ahead and listen to you know we're gonna go ahead and listen to kill switch engage uh forever and always and then I hit the play song and it'll fade into the song or the song will start. And then I fade the song out. I give them the green light and they can start talking about the song again. And it's almost like a seamless, smooth radio kind of transition. I think it's really fucking kind of cool. Um, 
And like, I'm really stoked about that. Like, I'm really excited. I love doing that kind of behind the background scene stuff. And, you know, they're trying to get Eric was trying to get me into it. And I was like, no, 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 this is this is yours. And this is yours and Erica's, uh, you know, you're an Erica's podcast. Like, I just want to be here in the background smiling. And it was super cool because, like, it was a great time. He got me a little involved there as well, too. And uh, it was just great. Like, it was super cool because it was like the first time I legitimately got to do something like that where like and and apparently the feedback from a lot of people was was the first episode was really good and i'm hoping the second episode turns out to be really good as well too that they like the new the new format and um you know until eric gets a better computer uh maybe i can teach him how to do things or you know if if he'll let me i'll continue to to do it as long as i have the you know the availability and the hours to you know the two to three hours to help him with the podcast and and make sure the audio gets you know correctly uh listened to and gets correctly slated in there and i mean shit i I, we finished up the episode there was no major edits that i had to do slapped on the opening slapped on the ending and you know the ending little thing and send it to him within about five minutes and it was a simple easy painless process and um i really hope that his his fans enjoy the show i really hope that he uh you know can really enjoy not having to do a whole lot of extra work and he can just show up do the great job that he does as being the host of the file under entertainment podcast and that thing really takes off for him because uh you know that was great i i loved i loved being that dj in the background absolutely loved it absolutely loved it so thank you eric for for uh letting me have my dream come true and for those of you who may be interested in video editing or some little video things the evil mark show the evil mark show has a youtube channel it has about uh 10 1030 subscribers i'd like to get that up to 1035 subscribers um mark is uh mark is eccentric Mark is eccentric. That's 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 one word. I love you, buddy. I do love you, Mark. Uh, you are eccentric, sir. We do not see eye to eye on many many things out there. I will just put I will I'll point that out. You're you're a chill fucking cool dude. I love you, homie. But uh, thank you for letting me do the edits and the YouTube stuff. It is it is fun working with you and making some of the video edits and, and being able to flex kind of my my video editing skills. We just recently did a Mock My World where I was a champion on it. And that just goes to show how late I'm actually recording this podcast because uh, that was quite a while ago. But I would highly encourage you to uh, go check out the Evil Mark Show, the Mock My World greatest sports video games that are out there. I won that one. I did a little, some cool, interesting edits. I, I did a lot of very fun stuff out there. So I'd highly, highly encourage you to go check that out. So kind of see where I'm at with flexing some of my skill. Because literally, besides the raw video and audio that came from Zoom, everything else was my creation. Everything else I put together using DaVinci Resolve, using OBS Studios as well, or using OBS, uh, the screen capture software, as well as also, uh, you know, just some some other basic programs out there that uh, Mark has been kind enough to to gift me uh, as as uh, as long as I am his editor. And the Evil Mark Show, I think I think recently, uh, as of recording this, we hit. Uh, let me rephrase that. Mark and Eric are the co-hosts of the show, and they hit uh, number forty-seven in the trending uh, in the trending as of that week for for listens in sports radio. Um, I guess you would call it our sports podcast that are out there. So that's that's fucking amazing, and I, I just think that's super cool that I got to be a, that I get to be a part of it on the YouTube side, and I've I've helped him grow his YouTube channel. I think within the last within the last. 15 to 20 days we've had um i think his channel went from like two or three subscribers 
uh, overnight, uh, it went to like 500 subscribers. And then, you know, that next, within the next two to three weeks, we hit the 1,030 subscribers that we're at. And just recently, the last couple of videos that we put out have had, you know, 1,500 views. You know, every, every video that we put out is getting a thousand plus views. And, um, a lot of people, I mean, they, they may be Indian bots that are going up there, or maybe the Indians really love what Mark is saying. And, uh, they're like legitimate people from India are commenting. Um, I, I guess they're called Indians or, or, or what have you, but like they're, you know, 1,500 views an episode and it's, it's impressive. I'm, I'm liking where things are going. I think it's great. I'm glad people are liking it. Um, you know, even if they may be some bots or something like that, but, uh, you know, looking at the stats and stuff like that, it looks pretty good. Um, so yeah, Mark, um, thank you for, for letting me be a part of that. Thank you, Eric, for introducing me to, to Mark. And, uh, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that one random day, Eric, you, you asked me to be a part of Mark's show to do a mock my world that I somehow miraculously won. And I'm, I'm actually two for three on mock my worlds. I, I won my first one, came back, lost to Rev. On, on that mock my world and then I came back and I won it I am two for three I, I know in the I know in the show I said two for four but I I was two for three if I think I if I think I remember correctly I was two for three and it's been fun putting together the video packages and doing all that stuff so if you like some of the stuff that, that I've been able to put together and some of the uh, the video editing that I've done you know that's that's kind of cool that's kind of cool I, I really enjoy it I, I think it's great and it, it's fun it's it's great practice I enjoy the shit out of it I absolutely enjoy the shit out of it. So if you want to see some of my video prowess, there you go. And I do need to, uh, I do need to figure out how to put in some stuff into audacity. Cause the, the, uh, the advice, the advice sections coming up. Um, so one of the things uh, I, I like some of these, they're called green text posts or green, green text every once in a while that, that I see on Reddit. Uh, I guess there are these forums in 4chan where people just kind of post their, their chats and, and it's always anonymous or whatever. And uh, it, it's this cool little thing because like what they do is they, they put a little, uh, they put like a statement in there and then they put a little picture in the upper left hand corner that sometimes correlates with what the topic is that they're talking about. Or sometimes it doesn't even correlate at all to begin with, and uh, this is one of the um, you know this is one of the kind of cool theories that is out there. Sorry, I had to uh, I had to stretch there and, and I had to burp. I've been trying not to do that, even though it doesn't really pick it up in this mic. But uh, I feel like I'm stretching myself out here because I'm going hardcore. But uh, so yeah, anonymous ID DSF DBK nine E. Uh, with a little weird symbol at the end says uh, has has a statement here about the shopping cart theory. The shopping cart is the ultimate litmus test for whether a person is capable of self-governing. To return the shopping cart is an easy, convenient task, and one which we all recognize as the correct, appropriate thing to do. The return to, or I'm sorry, to return the shopping cart is objectively right. There is no situation other than dire emergencies in which a person is not able to return their cart. Simultaneously, it is not illegal to abandon your shopping cart. Therefore, the shopping cart presents itself as the apex example of whether a person will do what is right without being forced to do it. No one will punish you for not returning the cart. No one will fine you or kill you for not returning the shopper cart. You gain nothing by returning the shopping cart. You must return the cart out of the good 
goodness of your own heart. You must return the cart because it is the right thing to do because it is correct. A person who is unable to do this is no better than an animal, an absolute savage, who can only be made to do what is right by threatening them with a, with a law and the force that stands behind it. And I think that this is actually a collective stance together, that when someone leaves their shopping cart abandoned in the middle of the parking lot or somewhere where it does not belong in the corral, we all collectively as a society look down upon that person and say, what a piece of low-life human trash. And the shopping cart is what determines whether a person is good or bad, a, a bad member of society. I think that is 100% correct. Like, if I see somebody, like, I've even, like, there have been posts on Reddit where this late, like, it is literally raining at a 45-degree angle, and, like, you can see how fat the droplets of rain are that are coming down sideways on this woman who is in just basically a t-shirt and jeans, and she has no protective on, she's wearing maybe a hat, doesn't have an umbrella, and she put her groceries away, she put them in the cart, and she's not even running she is just sauntering back to put the cart away and in this in this moment of the vast majority of us might say i'm gonna run or, or i may even think about leaving the shopping cart there to be dealt with by the attendant that is supposed to deal with it she slowly saunters back to the shopping cart corral and puts it away and we as a collective of society give her a round of applause because ma'am you uh you you stood above all else and in in the, in the most disgusting of times when many of us would have had that small falter of a thought to say i would i would not do this you did it and you did it correctly which i think is which you know which i think is it is the ultimate litmus litmus test it is the ultimate test of am i good am i evil am i a good person without being objectively told to do so or being threatened to do so by force or coercion or threat of imprisonment. So to that lady that uh, makes the, her rounds on Reddit every so often as a, as a makes me smile or, or what have you, my hat continues to go off to you. So the next thing I wanted to talk about here is uh, that. So this was kind of something that was interesting here that, that kind of popped up uh, every once in a while on Reddit. I see some Tumblr posts. I'm still not even sure what Tumblr is for other than some uh, good, good videos to, and, and, and pictures to look at. I think they may have gotten rid of the pornography, but they used to have some really good stuff out there. Uh, so this person by the name of adventure comics makes a, uh, makes a statement here that I think actually rings true evidence against the argument that Superman's disguise wouldn't fool anyone. Dolly Parton once lost a Dolly Parton lookalike contest to a drag queen. Charlie Chaplin once failed to even place at a Charlie Chaplin impersonator contest. Hugh Jackman went to Comic-Con as Wolverine and only two people noticed him and one told him he was too tall. Christopher Reeve used to go to a restaurant in costume when filming Superman. When he went in a Superman costume, he was mobbed by people all the time. When he went in the Clark Kent costume, no one realized he was Christopher Reeve. And then, of course, uh, Sherlock Cries for Redbeard says, Robert Downey Jr. got second place in his Tony Stark lookalike contest. I think that's pretty interesting. Like, those are some really interesting statements that can you believe that these, like, Dolly Parton win, loses to a drag queen. Charlie Chaplin, who is Charlie fucking Chaplin, loses and, and like, fails to even place in a contest. You're at a fucking Comic-Con of all places, 
and only two people realize you're Wolverine and one person's like, you're no, you're too tall to be Hugh Jackman. Like, come the fuck on, man. Like, that's insane. Like, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. So, yeah, the, 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 this, this, the Superman disguise fools a lot of people. Um, so this is, this is something that I guess sparked a lot of, a lot of issues, a lot of, a lot of issues here. Um, so this is coming from new analysis. This was posted on March 29th, 2022 at 101 PM Eastern standard time. Uh, the title of the, the headline here is pronoun prick medical student and trans activist boast about abusing patients with a needle for disrespecting her pronoun. Quote, I had a patient that I was doing a blood draw on, see my pronoun pin, and loudly laughed to the staff. She, her, question mark, I missed, th- um, end quote. So I missed uh, his vein, so he had to get stuck twice. Uh, so there's a there's a tweet here from the Wake Forest School of Medicine. Uh, thank you for bringing this to our attention. The student's tweets does not reflect how Wake Forest University of Medicine treats patients and provides patient care. We are taking measures to address this with the student. Uh, the little excerpt under a uh, very, very... Um, I'll put it to you this way. If this gal was my nurse, I would have no problems following anything she told me. Uh, she's got a brilliant smile. She looks like a very bubbly nurse who would make you feel very good and very at ease uh, whenever you had a medical issue arise. And uh, I'm not saying that she's cute because she is very, very cute in her photo. But uh, I've been with those very bubbly nurses, whether they be male, female or whatever they want to call themselves. And I will just put this out here for you. I absolutely love when uh, the bubbly nurses come in and they're there because I could be feeling my absolute most garbage and their gentle touch, their gentle voices and the way that they handle things and the way that they take care of me always puts me at ease here. Uh, Fourth year medical student at Wake Forest boasted on social media Tuesday about apparently sticking a patient unnecessarily with a needle all because he mocked her pronoun pin. Uh, Kay Dell, uh, at Kay Dell underscore 2023, uh, her tweet reads, I had a patient I was doing a blood draw on, see my pronoun pin, and and loudly laughed to the staff, quote, she, her? Well, of course it is. What other pronouns even are there? It? End quote. I missed the vein, so he had to get stuck twice. And then apparently, um, I don't know what CW is, uh, or caution warning transphobia. My badge, uh, has had a she, her noun pronoun for a year. I'm cis and I wear it to help my patients and colleagues, colleagues who fall under the trans umbrella to feel a bit more comfortable. Uh, in the, in the last few weeks, several cis patients have berated me for it. Uh, here's what I'm, here's, here's what I'm going to say. As a nurse, you deal with the craziest the shittiest, the dumbest, the smartest, the most brilliant, the absolute asinine, the most calm, the most intricate. You deal with all walks of life. And if I saw you have a little parrot pin on your on your on your little lapel there and your scrubs when you were taking my blood draw because I'm a I'm I'm a, a father of parrots. I would feel a little bit honored if you had a she, her, or a, a or a trans flag, or a you know an asexual flag, or just flags from everywhere on on your thing, just kind of showing off your flair. I would feel as a tra- as, as somebody who might be trans, or as somebody who might be going through whatever that pin is on there. I would number one feel like you're an ally, and I would number two feel very safe to be treated in that environment, just because of that little added extra personality that you had. Um, and I think that, uh, I think that that person deserved to get poked twice. Like, yeah, 
I've had I've had nurses say, I'm sorry, I missed the vein. That usually never happens. I'm like, oh, I got to get stuck twice. This kind of sucks a little extra. And like, I have tattoos and I hate fucking needles, which is a really weird statement to say. But like, that's just like a small, like, that's like a small, petty little thing to do. But I think it was the right thing to do. Like, someone makes fun of you and mocks you for, like... Like, it's really, like, I say this all the time, where, like, if I'm mocking a girl who is making my food, and she decides to, like, because, like, I've seen videos of this, where women have spit in food before. Hell, I saw a girl take, like, what I can only assume was a hot dog, rub it up against her vagina, her vajayjay, her lady bits, put, like, she literally waited for the kitchen to clear, rubbed some sort of meat on her lady bits, and put it back onto the plate, and then went to go serve it back for the person, and this was caught on a CCT camera. Now... I'm the kind of crazy that would be like, oh, you spit on my food? I'm going to enjoy it even more. You're kind of cute, even if she wasn't cute. Just to just to kind of one-up her. Just to kind of be like, look, look, I've done some shit sexually with, with some ladies that, like, even before I was like, this is kind of sus or kind of weird. And then afterward, their level of enjoyment, I was like, do you, do you want me to do it again because you thoroughly enjoyed that? Where I was like... I'm going to need to do this under specific conditions. And she's like, I got you. And then she gave me those specific conditions and then we did it. And it was really, really super fun to where like, like, look, like, I don't want to get into any derogatory details, but like if a girl spit in my food or like, she like, you know, was kind of like did what, what I was describing with that, with that, what that girl did to the, to the, um, to the meat or whatever. Number one, I would all, I'd notice hundred percent. I would notice. And that's, um, you know, those are those are two very distinct things in my life that um, I have a nose and a taste for, I guess, if, if you would call it that. But like to me, it's really funny because, like I said, I just one up that person. Sorry if that got really weird for you there. But like I just one up that person and be like, this burger is going to taste even better now that you did those things to it. Because it's like to me, it's just it's can I gross you out with it? Because honestly, without getting too weird on, on you guys here. I like both of those things, you know, like you, you French kiss somebody, you're effectively swapping spit with somebody. If you go down and your significant partner, you're tasting that obviously, um, fucking you're not my girlfriend. You're not my significant other. Yeah. I know there can be a whole lot of other things made out there. It's gross. It's unsanitary. Blah, 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 blah. I don't fucking care. I don't care. You, you, you think you're going to gross me out with that? I'm going to be like, joke's on you. I haven't had a girlfriend in two years. You just made my day. High five it. And then she's going to feel really stupid about it and probably never do it again. But I've had nurses miss veins all the time because I have what they call wandering veins or my tattoos take up, uh, like my tattoos like take up a lot of, you know, skin to where, oh, I'm getting cringy here thinking about the, the one lady who, who missed the vein like a few times on my, uh, on my armpit once or twice when I had to get a saline drip. But like, like it's just, it's, it, it happened. People miss the vein all the time. I think it was, I, I applaud her. You know, I'm applauding. I'm applauding her right now. Maybe you can't hear that. There we go. Can you guys? Yeah, I'm applauding her. Good on you. Good on you, Dr. Nurse K. K. Dell. Fucking, I think you did the right goddamn thing. That's that's awesome of you. You, 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 you took an asshole and you made him pay for being an asshole. And that's, society needs that. Society needs to, to strike back. And even if it's in these smallest little, smallest little ways that you could get somebody, you know, these minor, tiny little inconveniences, like I don't wish, I don't wish much on my enemies, but 
I, I would wish that their keys are mildly misplaced at, you know, like every time they really need to go somewhere that their keys have moved, you know, conveniently out of place and they have to search an extra 30 seconds or five minutes for them, you know, and they're in a rush. Like I just hope for some of those mild inconveniences, you know, that come up every so often just to make your life a little bit more inconvenient. I'm not saying like stab the guy like 10 times, which is like, Oh, I missed the vein. You know, it's just that small little malicious compliance that you can kind of, I, I wouldn't even call it compliance, but like malicious petty that I think is well-deserved, absolutely well-deserved. Um, so so I, I've got to, I, I guess I'm going to finish it out on, on, um, on am I the asshole here? Uh, so throw away underscore peen 34, uh, P-E-N. I, I assume that it's for penis because um, the statement I'm about to read here is asking, am I the asshole? And uh, she got not the asshole tag uh, onto it here, so... I guess uh, by the time I looked at this, because by the time I looked at this, this was uh, almost uh, 24 hours old. Um, she had apparently got not the asshole tag onto it. Um, so she says here, am I the asshole? Newlywed husband, who is 32 male, wanted to wait till marriage for sex and just surprised me, a 27-year-old female with a micro penis on the honeymoon. So we had actually dated for six months. We were engaged for another six months and just got married on Saturday. I literally just got back from the honeymoon a couple hours ago. My husband really isn't a religious guy. He just said he's, quote, old-fashioned like that, end quote. We got close to fooling around a couple times, but it never went far. I tried, but he always stopped after it went, quote, too far, end quote. Anyway, fast forward to now. Am I the asshole for reading into this and being upset that I waited until my merit, my wedding night to find out that he probably isn't, quote, old fashioned, end quote, as he says he is? I'm not going to shame him. And honestly, I don't even know how I'll broach the topic. And I'm not seeking advice. I honestly just acted like nothing was out of the ordinary and went to town with him. But I don't know. I kind of feel lied to, like a half-truth or something was intentionally withheld from me. This was unexpected, to say the least. And if you read this far, thanks for your time. So I have two, two things here. If you, were, if you were together for somebody for one year and you haven't had sex, hadn't seen them naked, hadn't seen, hadn't seen the whole pack package, you know, so to speak, and you didn't ask, um, I'm not saying you're the asshole. I'm not saying he's the asshole. I'm saying that this this might be a collective, this situation sucks all in general. Because if you never broach the topic beyond I'm old-fashioned like that, and, and so... So in my eyes, I'm, I'm going to take this in a direction and I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to take this direction and go here. So hopefully you can stick with my rant here. When, when it first came up that he says, well, I just feel like I'm old fat, you know, I, I'm just old fashioned like that. Um, the next thing is, did you notice that he was super old fashioned in, in any other topics or any other parts of discussion where uh, he would be doing certain other things that were old fashioned, like he had to open the door for you every time, uh, you know, you got in the, in the, in the vehicle with him or every time, uh, you were getting out of the vehicle, he had to open the door or he did many old fashioned things with you together. Cause if he goes, cause if somebody broaches me and says, um, I think that's where the, the way to say it, uh, but I'll just, uh, broaches me. Or if somebody says that they are just old fashioned like that, and that's the only thing that they're old fashioned like that at, I would ask them a question be like, why is that the only thing you're quote unquote old fashioned about? And if that's the only reason why he's old fashioned like that is um, because it's that certain topic, there's maybe something that there's a little background to. Now, if you didn't investigate 
because this is the only thing that he's he's like that on. Um, you know, and this was the only weird thing. I would say this is partially your fault, but partially his, because I, I feel like this is this is a lie through omission um, where you didn't. Uh, cause it's really kind of funny. Cause like when I talk to my customers, I'm like, well, you had a 10% discount for being a brand new customer. A lot of people will think, oh, so instead of, you know, $75 for a monthly fee, it's only $64 and on a monthly fee. And, you know, really I go, no, that's, that's not how it works. The discount comes on the last, on the last part of the subscription that you have. And they, they, you know, a lot of people will see that 10% discount is like, oh, instead of $75 an app, it's only $70 an application. And it's like, no, 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 it's, it's actually $75 an application. And then your last application is actually very heavily discounted. Um, so, you know, like that's, that's the way it truly is. That's, I, I mean, technically I don't tell people, you know, upfront that it's the last application that's heavily discounted. I just tell them that you have a 10% discount and you know, that's, that's where you see the discount. So technically, am I lying to them? No, I'm, I'm technically omitting a certain part of, of the explanation, but it is a part that doesn't necessarily need to be brought up unless you're told about it. Um, and, and really if they don't investigate it further, uh, you know, there's, there's no need to broach the subject unless they, you know, they, they, they need to know and understand how the 10% discount is applied, but it's up to them to broach the subject. I give you the, I give you the information necessary to understand the situation to clarify the situation is on you. Because if I clarified the vast majority of everything that I talked about, the typical 20 minute conversation with a sale that I have with somebody could very well be over an hour conversation on many points and views. So to say that he lied to you through omission or he intentionally withheld something, I think he left it out there to be open to interpretation. And he did this as a specific sales tactic that a lot of salespeople do where they will give you almost all of the information and the, the, the quote unquote bad part of the information that does come up is for you to question further or ask further. And if you don't approach the situation and ask further, it's, uh, it's definitely up to you to figure out the rest of the story. Uh, because typically the, probably the way that they describe it or the way that it actually is, it falls, falls under a negative kind of connotation or consequence. So to me, to me here, um, I'm, I'm seeing that, uh, you know, this is, this is a negative, but at the same point in time, I think it's 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 more or less a, well, you technically didn't hear the whole truth and, and both parties are assholes in this situation because you didn't do your due diligence uh, on whether or not it was the only thing he was old fashioned on because it obviously concerns you enough and you didn't, it, it, and, and th again, I'm only going from the post that you have here as you took him at his word for it. But now you're seeing that it was very strange that that was the only thing that he was old fashioned about. And that's probably why he was old fashioned. So the fact that you didn't investigate says that you're not the asshole, but it, you were partially part of the problem. He's not the asshole. But he probably could have been forthright with you that he that he had a micro penis because obviously th th this is something that you have an issue with. Um, because I know I know a really like it's funny because a lot of people are like it's not all about the physical attraction and the sexual stuff, well, motherfucker. That's actually a pretty goddamn big part of it. If you are a sexual, if you are even a minute person that is sexual in nature, unless you are completely asexual, um, unless you are completely asexual. Uh, physical attraction as well as sexual attraction as well as emotional attraction really come into like like the three cornerstones of if, if you are a quote-unquote 
normal person, and I hate using that phrase, but it's the best way to describe it. But if you're a quote unquote normal person, someone's physical, emotional, uh, their physical, their physical attractiveness, their emotional and intelligence attractiveness, as well as their sexual attractiveness all come into play. If the bedroom is dead and the other two things are cool, you maybe can last on to a marriage. If the bedroom things and the emotional and intelligence attraction are there, you can maybe kind of handle uh, the, the other things. If the physical attraction and the sexual attraction are there, but the the emotional and intelligence attraction aren't there, you can maybe kind of hold on to, to something. But literally, you take out one of those pieces and you don't have the connection that you really kind of like or want, and it's kind of a and it's one of those things that has a big a big um, that has a big part of why you're attracted to somebody, or it's a big part of your relationships with another individual. That can be a really big part of it. I can see why it would be a problem. I don't think you're the asshole, but I don't. I just think you didn't do your due diligence enough to figure out why he was the old fashioned. I mean, you usually do take your partner at the word for it, but I feel like this is going to become a problem with you in the future, and it's going to turn you into an asshole. Um, uh, just because both of you decided not to probably go further with things, and he was probably afraid. I mean, there's there's so much I could talk to at length about this, but I, I think uh, I think yeah. It was just, uh, I don't think that you were the asshole in this situation. I think that you were both, both not having a good time with it. So yeah. You know what? I think I want to answer some advice. I think I want to answer some advice. Let's see if I can make my job just that much easier by copying and pasting something here. So let's go ahead and do the advice introduction, shall we? Advice. So I guess I'm not as stupid as I thought I was. And it was as easy as I thought it was, but I'm just dumb like that. Um, Because, you know, I'm stupid. So that that helps uh, from from time to time. uh, I'm good at dumb. I'm good at being stupid. Oh, I'm so good at being dumb. Literally, literally did something that took five minutes that took like 30 seconds if I just remembered what it was. Uh, Ah, here we go. Oh no, that's just a that's just a good one to read. That's a true off my chest. I, I wanna. Um, so here's the ask men, uh, an ask men thing here. Uh, what is the most cringy thing you've seen on a dating profile? Uh, what is the most cringy thing you've seen on a dating profile? Um, I'd actually have to say a lot of things that I see on women's dating profiles are actually very cringy. Uh, the reason why I say that the vast majority of what I see on, on women's dating profiles are are super fucking cringy, um. Ooh, I got a, I got a, I got a message from, from a redditor here. Uh, oh, 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 welcome, absolutely welcome, OP. Ah, no, 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 where is it here? You are, whoops, most welcome. Responding live to, uh, to a thing on air here. Um, so there's, uh. There's a there's a subreddit that I like to go on to here, um, that uh, that I that I really like to do where I leave uh, leave little voicemails for people. Um, uh, one of the one of the most interesting things here is that uh, um, where basically people are reaching out to to others just kind of like like. So uh, it's it's an interesting subreddit, and uh, a lot of people will just type out messages and stuff like that. And a, a lot of what I do is uh, I've decided that. I'm going to reach out to people 
and leave them uh, what I call voicemails. Like it's really interesting because we'll be like, ah, I'm sorry for the delayed voicemail here. You know, I'm I'm always a day late and a dollar short, and it's like a it's like a minute and a half of where I just leave them small little snippets about things, and um, it usually makes people's days. And I'm glad I'm glad that it can make people's days because it, it makes me feel better about them, and it 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 lightens up their day, which I really appreciate the fact that I can do that for some people like that. So, ah, oh, the Girl Scout cookies that I had. And they were tasty. And then I've been going into it. What was I looking for again? Oh, the cringy dating profiles. Let's go ahead and load up Bumble and see if I can find something here. Ah, Stacy. Uh, mom of three little boys, heart emoji face, ask for my Snapchat. Uh, ma'am, you are on Bumble. And, uh, oh, like, like this, this is a prime example of a cringy profile that I have. Uh, so she's got like artificially dyed red hair and not that there's anything wrong with artificially dyed red hair, but I can tell right now that she's got a filter on her phone on her first picture. Her face is very softened up. Uh, that is definitely not her face. And that her about me is mom of three little boys with the triple heart, uh, emoji that is over the face. Okay. First off, that tells me that you're a mom. I don't like moms. That's cool. I uh, asked for my Snapchat. That means that you don't really care to be on Bumble whatsoever. And you're probably just a Snapchat whore that throws in a bunch of Snapchats. Uh, the basics are that she socially drinks. She, um, never smokes. She's looking for a relationship. She has three kids and wants more. She's a cancer. And I think her religious is others. Her interests are crafts, bowling, board games, R&B, and she has a sweet tooth. And then the next photo that she has is a sideways photo where she's doing that Instagram thought post where she's looking at her phone and not at at the mirror selfie. She's showing off that she's a little bit of a thicker woman. Uh, definitely trying to accentuate the ass with the way that she's standing and trying to give a motto pose. Oh, by the way, it's got three, uh, emojis on there that are the, the, the purple devil. There's the thought ass extended photo to make herself look better. Uh, there's the front facing thought photo where she's looking again in the last two photos, she's looking into her, uh, phone instead of whether or not she's actually looking to the camera. Oh, a front-facing selfie where she's smiling and looking at the camera, and it's almost kind of natural, but I know you have three or four filters. Another thought post, and then her top Spotify. Uh, nursery rhymes and kids songs. Kid Bop. The Kid Boomers. Little Baby. Usher. YNF Lucy. Quando Rondo. Avant and the Dream. Yeah, so... I can make a very educated guess on things there as to as to who you are and your lifestyle. Uh, we've got Cannon, C-A-N-A-N. She's a registered nurse. Uh, she's very petite, like right up my fucking alley. She's very within my age range. She's five foot five. She almost never works out, which means she probably never eats. Um, never smokes, drinks socially, unsure about kids yet. She's like, she's actually got some pretty good photos. Like she's actually looking into the camera, got a lot of nice full body shots. Uh, she's got the one kind of Instagrammy thought looking photo at the beginning. She's got a cute little selfie where she's got a very interesting juxtaposition of, uh, some light rays coming through. She's got a picture where she's out and about in what I can only assume is a garden of some area, another kind of Instagrammy post and then a nice little selfie. Yeah, I like her. 
I like her. That's that's pretty good. Amanda's already got uh, like, and and what's funny is she didn't have anything in her bio, and and those are some of the very cringy things that I read. But uh, Amanda here, Amanda, right up my alley. Uh, we've got a quote from Mel Brooks in here, which is which is kind of interesting. I, I feel it is a nice little ethos. Ah, she's got a, we'll get along if, like, there you go. We'll get along if you have a sense of humor and don't mind making a fool of yourself. Smiley emoji. That's okay getting to know a little bit about you. Uh, nice little smiley face there where it looks like you're in a tropical paradise. Ah, Packer attire in the cold weather of Lambeau Field. Oh, like, that's a nice little selfie where you're drinking and you're, you're going out hiking. And uh, yeah, yeah, like I could, like, that's a profile. Amanda, I know you're probably never going to date me. I know you're probably not going to swipe right on me. And uh, that I, they made a, a comment about how awesome your profile is. But yeah, you, you have a dope-ass profile. Um, Sadie here, looking at your profile, Sadie. Nope, you're, you're pretty good. Um, you know, you don't have, you don't, you have a little bit of, of your about you. Um, which is, which is pretty good. Gives you some good standards. Like those are, those are good profiles. I thought I would find more bad ones. I, the first one that I came across was super cringy, but yeah, that's what I find is, is most cringy about dating profiles is if it's a copy paste of like everybody else is out there and it gives you some of the most fucking basic of basic info. I'm a mommy T he he. Okay. Okay. What else is there? I want more kids. So you like to fuck. Okay. Um, what else? I listen to Kids Bop a lot. That's cool. That's cool. What else do you listen to? Hardcore rap. Okay. So I, I kind of have a little bit of a background on you, and the only thing I can think of is I have nothing I want to do with you, you know? Um, and then all your photos are just Instagram, look at me through five filters. Whereas Canon and, and, and Amanda and the other girls had photos of they had they had the thought photo you know that look at how good i can be okay i want that photo i need that photo oh you're out and about doing things oh you're actually being active in the community oh there's actually a cool little selfie of you okay oh you have a bio you have some interesting fun facts about you okay that's cool that's cool like the cringy thing is is leaving nothing to the imagination and basically having to go off of just the dumbest stuff in the world so yeah uh ah here we go I see so many posts. Uh, this is another ask men that I thought was pretty interesting. I see so many posts of men having unhappy sex life. Why do so many men start relationships with women that they are sexually incompatible with? Ah, uh, they're fucking us. <laughs> like that's all I can really say is that they're having sex with us. Like if I had to, if I had to choose being single, alone, and if I had to choose the last two years of my life. Living the way I've lived and gone through some of the in-feels moment, moments that I've been in the feels for, um, for these, these past few past few months where I've gone uh, flipping, flopping with the hormones and it feels like somebody hits the NOS button and every, every once in a while, the guy who's, you know, the, the, the guy who's driving the car refills the NOS bottle because, you know, I'm a need for speed game and I drifted just perfectly enough to fill it. He hits it again. And then for a week and a half, I'm in the fucking feels again. I fucking, if I was getting the bare minimum, like if I was getting sex, I'll just put it this way. If I was having fucking sex and it wasn't top tier, like even if it was like, even if it was just vanilla sex, I would be feeling better than having vanilla sex over no sex and having to deal with what I'm dealing right now. Even if it was once every other week, even if it was once a week 
or once every other week. Like that's something I could live with where it was once every other week, uh, where it was, it was, it was, it was the sex that I wanted, uh, or it was just even super vanilla sex. Like that's no, that's, that's no. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Oh, th- th- those were some green texts that I was going to slide on into there e- earlier here. <laughs> ah, the the advice that I was looking for. Uh, should everyone be expected to pay their own way for a birthday outing? A friend of mine planned to go to dinner for their birthday a few weeks ago, but people were upset that they would be expected to pay for their own dinner. I felt it made sense for everyone to pay for their own stuff. Uh, We're not there to get a free meal. We're there to celebrate our friend. He only invited people uh, he gets along with. So the fact that people got upset confuses me because they're close to him. It was a group of about 10 and I don't know how they expected him to pay for all of us. I ended up covering his meal as well as my own and covering the tip from my whole group. Uh, The friend ended his birthday in tears because the whole group got mad at him. What would have been the correct approach? Um... So this is what I've done in years past. Uh, <laughs> I love that small town mortician says, get better friends. What the fuck? Uh, that was, that was a great advice. So I've done this in years past where I, uh, I reached out to a couple of people and I'm like, Hey, do you guys want to do a game, a game day for my birthday? Um, you know, I'll bring the cake and, um, you know, we'll go to a location to where we can hang out, play some, play some games and stuff like that. And, you know, we'll play for games for like an hour or two or three. And I'll bring the cake and stuff like that. And, and for years past, we've gone to this really local uh, pub slash uh, really great place to have food. And, and I've actually frequented it many times with my dad. Uh, I, I've hosted my birthday. I hosted my vasectomy party there. Um, I've had a lot of great parties there. And I'm like, hey, um, you know, I, um, I, let, like, let's go out to lunch, guys. Like, I'm like, hey, let's go out to lunch. You know, I'll bring the cake. You know, uh, everyone can kind of order what they own want. And, you know, usually usually that's kind of what it is. Like, hey, I'm having a party. Um, you know, I'll cover the first round of drinks for everybody, but then, you know, Hey, just FYI, uh, you know, you, you're, you're on, you're on your own for food. And that's usually kind of something that I do to get people out and about, or like when I had my last birthday, um, I'm like, Hey, you guys, like, I want to go somewhere to play games and, you know, I don't want you to, uh, feel the need to purchase anything, but, um, you know, Hey, like this way we can get drinks. You guys can get food if you want or whatever. And usually it's funny. Cause like the last time I, I did this, my buddy, I miss you, James. Uh, I haven't talked to you in a, in a while, in a long time here. I hope you're doing okay. I, God, I wish I still had your information, but like, it was funny because like James was like, Hey, you guys in the mood for some wings? Like, let me get you two bad. Let me get two baskets of wings. And then, you know, uh, Conrad, uh, he was like, Hey, I'll go ahead and get everybody a couple orders of fries. And, and like, we just kind of did like a, like we each ordered some appetizers that we were all kind of interested in. We all kind of shared and it was really kind of cool. And that's some things that we typically do, but like, that's because I'm like super close with my friends, you know, like I'm really super close with all my buddies and I think it's really stupid that, uh, you know, I think it's really fucking dumb that, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of people think that way where it's like, if, if I'm going to say, Hey, let's go to a restaurant for my birthday. A lot of people that I know are like, Oh, okay. And they expect to pay their own way. And I've got such good friends that the vast majority of time, you know, like one or two of, um, so, so I have a friend, Patrick, and, and his, his lovely wife, Shannon, who are just absolutely meant for each other. They are the greatest, funniest couple I've ever met. Um, you know, Alex and Jen, you know, Alex, if you're actually listening to this podcast, don't get me wrong. You guys are, you guys are, you know, my favorite couple because we hang out more, but it's just so funny because like, uh, you know, I think it was, I think, I forget whose birthday it was, but we went to a Mexican restaurant and, 
Shannon and Patrick, uh, I think Shannon had gotten up to go to the bathroom and she snuck over and was like, hey, we're going to cover everybody's tab at the at the Mexican re- restaurant. And I got up and I went to to go pay. And they're like, no, no, no it's already been covered. And I was like, who fucking covered it? And they're like, oh, so-and-so covered it. I was like, you limey motherfuckers. Like, you motherfuckers. You took away the one thing I was hoping I could do for this birthday party. And, like, it was funny because, like, two or three other, like, two or three of the other friends were like, hey, like, we'd like to cover all the drinks or we'd like to d- do this for, for the group or something like that where it's like, you know, my friends are just that decent or good of friends that that's just what we do so um should everyone expect to, to pay their own way in a birthday absolutely it, it sounds like uh your friends don't understand the group mentality that you have and i would say that if you're that close to if they're that close to him that you think they are and they definitely would be expect to have them pay for their own way uh you've got some friends that have no idea what the fuck is going on here um so this is a good one this is a good one here uh, so my sister's going around the house only in her underwear, and it's bothering me. This is from ICU Man One. Hey, I'm a longtime lurker in Reddit and never posted anything. I I mostly enjoy meme pages and gaming forums. I'm only here for advice because I feel uncomfortable to take advice from such a subject from my friends. I'm a male in my mid twenties and I live with my parents. Did I just have a? Okay, that was interesting. Uh, I had a uh, I had a zit that was on my arm that I didn't even know that I accidentally popped because I was itching it, and I had that mini little pop. God, it's so it's such a good feeling to pop a zit when it's when it's that satisfying kind of pop. Um, so my sister, who's almost the same as age as me, living alone, and uh, my sister, almost the same age as me, was living alone, and at the same time she was studying for her degree. Due to her job, she couldn't concentrate on her studies, so she left and returned back home until she finishes university. The main problem is that she's going around the house almost nude with her underwear. Our house is is with two floors. The first floor is where our parent is. Uh, the first floor live our parents, and then and they uh, let us uh, use the second floor until we find our own houses. I know that she was used to living alone and, and to have her independence, but it feels really uncomfortable when she's going around the house like this. I can tell. Uh, I can. How can I tell her to put something on, like without sounding creepy or weird? We have a good brother-sister relationship, but I'm not so comfortable seeing around, uh, seeing her around with only her underwear. How to bring, how to bring the subject? How to bring the subject? Question mark. Thank you. I'm assuming that your first language is in English. I'm also assuming that you're most likely not living in America, um, where where this can kind of be misconstrued, where the whole uh, brother sister incest dynamic is not that big of a taboo. Um, well, not taboo, but it's not like something weird to like kind of talk about or, or what, what have you. But like the biggest thing that I would say to you, good sir, um, is to literally just go up to your sister and just be like, hey, look, um, we're both adults here. And, and I feel like I need to, to make this statement. It makes me super uncomfortable to, to see you walking around the house in just your underwear. Um, I mean, my, my next question to you though, is does it, does it make you weird when you see her in bathing attire? Um, you know, where she's in just a, like a bikini or like a, you know, like a, like an, like a, a normal swimsuit for women that wear that is, you know, like, does that disturb you? Um, because like, I always found it weird that women would go swimming with me, but then like, uh, like, it, it, like, it's funny. Cause like I went on a couple of dates with a girl and we actually met up and we went to a water park and I saw her and, and, and basically, you know, not a bikini, but it was, it was a pretty, a pretty sexy, uh, you know, swimsuit that she had on. I think it was actually a one piece. It wasn't a Baywatch one piece, but it was like an actual one piece. And then like the first time she was getting down to her underwear, she was like super, super shy about it. I was like, we went to, we went to the, the swimming park the other day and you were in your 
One Piece. Like this is basically it's uh, ooh, I'm getting to see your midriff. You know, like what's what's the big deal here? Like I've already seen you like this. Um, so I mean, if it bothers you to see her in a in swimming attire. Um, that might mean you have some underlying kind of, you know, issues that, that, that maybe you're really attracted to your sister, but if you're cool with her being in a swimming suit, you probably should be okay with seeing her in her, in her underwear. Or if it's like, like, like if you're talking like a, like a thong and like a, like, like lacy underwear and like, this is definitely, this is not the, I'm putting on the, the boxer boy shorts with the, the sports bra, you know, the, the stuff that is really the lounge around kind of bra and panties or just like something that is a, what I guess you would call sexy. And I feel like I'm being super misogynistic or, se- or, or or sexist here about things because all underwear can be sexy i mean shit one of my ex-girlfriends i bought her like uh like uh i bought her workout underwear like it was the 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 spandex boy shorts type with like a sports bra and that was some that was even sexier than some of her lingerie that she had maybe i'm just weird like that but like to me if my sister was walking around in her underwear um like because i have some stepsisters like yeah that might be a little bit weird but like at the same time i'm like like i would just approach her and be like look we're both the grown adults here i'm gonna say it just weirds me the fuck out with this um i know that there are other circumstances where i've seen you like you know like if you guys have gone swimming together in a swimsuit and stuff like that just be like i know that there have been other circumstances where i've seen you in this kind of attire or less but look we're both grown adults this is kind of weird that you walk around and 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 just you know and just your underwear could you maybe put on a t-shirt it just weirds me out it i'd be appreciated as your brother you know um she might say you're a pervert she might say that there's something wrong with you but instead of just like locking yourself in your room and finding a way to avoid it bring it on the open and i bet you any money if she bitches to your mom or dad your dad might be like yeah honey put on some fucking clothes you know it might change the way she feels but yeah that, that's probably just the best advice is just to be like hey sis this, this fucking kind of bothers me you know you're not living home alone anymore um you know put on some clothes please so that that's probably the best way. That's probably the best way to to, to get after it. Uh, yeah, we'll unsave that. Um, my friend ghosted me because I'm a minor. I don't understand. I thought purely platonic relationships are okay between teenagers and adults. I'm 17. He's 20. I'm so confused and hurt. I literally told him I'm 17 when I met him, but he suddenly texts me like, "How old are you again?" I said, I'm 17, and he goes, sorry, not going to talk to you anymore. You're cool, though, and then blocked me. What? Uh, edit. I didn't know why this has so many upvotes, uh, but yes, I should move on, and it's not a big deal. I was just confused, and it hurt in the moment when it happened. Ex-friend thought this was a, a good thing to do, and I respect that. Uh, also, thank you for the comments. I know I probably overreacted uh, of them, but look... Um, so like he was probably you're probably a 17 year old female and he's probably a 20 20 year old male um and and so that's probably the platonic relationship that uh, i'm thinking of here and i bet when he first asked you if you you know how old you were or if you're like hey i'm 17 you know does that bother you he's probably like no nah, that doesn't bother me and he thought you were probably just messing with you and then depending upon how like depending upon how the you know the relationship was progressing, he was probably starting to get in the feels. He was probably starting to uh, you know form some sort of you know non platonic relationship with you. And then he's like, "Are you really seventeen? And you're like, "Yeah, I'm seventeen. He probably felt like he needed to be he, like he would be on a uh, on an episode of To Catch a Predator. And I mean, that's where a lot of that stems from is that a lot of these guys, you know, like I'm not gonna lie, like I've I've gone out and and saw some like really cute girls. 
And like, like one of the things that I look for now is like with a lot of women that are under the age of, you know, 25, or I should even say, fuck 30, you know, do you have a tattoo? Cause if you have a tattoo, that means at least you're 18, if not a little bit older. Cause I think you need to get your parents permission at some of the tattoo shops around here. Uh, when you're 21 or old, no, that's, that's pure. That's some sort of, some piercings are 18 or older and some piercings are 21 and older. But like, I look for, if you have a tattoo, because if you have a tattoo, that means you're of age. Cause I mean, I, I literally hit on a girl the other day who um who bless her fucking heart she was the she let me down the coolest way possible i was like she's 20 ish like right around 20 because i mean a lot of the girls that i've been meeting who are like 25 to 28 have looked really young she turned out to be 19 i was like fuck me all right you're super young um we didn't go anywhere because a whole bunch of glaring indifferences happened but like it was just really interesting that you know like when i find a girl who's super young like that like i I almost kind of feel weird talking to him, especially now that I'm almost 35, you know, like I'm 35 here relatively shortly, but like, it, it feels very weird talking. Like, I mean, it, it, I, I have that male fantasy of, of getting with, with, you know, an 18 year old, you know, yes, some people see it as disgusting and wrong. And that, you know, like literally in a year, like literally in a year, she's going to be, you know, half my age, 18 and 18 is 36. But like, I mean, that's like kind of almost every dude's fantasy is to sleep with younger women. And, you know, I fall into that typical range where I, yes, you know, young women who are attracted enough to sleep with me, I find that as, you know, that gives me a huge fucking confidence boost. But I draw the line, like, even at 18, I'm like, I, I would probably be cooler if you were 21. You know, that'd be a little bit cooler. But, like, the fact that he felt like he was a predator when he started to get those feelings that were a little bit more than strictly platonic, and he immediately severed the tie and was maybe hoping that when you're like, hey, I'm 18 now, I can, you can talk to me, that's a, that's a good thing. Um, I would give kudos to your friend who ghosted you because you were a minor that that shows a sign of huge self-restraint and, and, and many, many, many other things that are out there. So. So, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a, a good sign here. That is a good sign here. I think that's the end of the advice section. <laughs> Having sex for the first time. Any tips? Like, should I use Viagra? No, not. Nah, don't use Viagra, bro. Um, that, that's literally the first one that popped up. Don't use Viagra. Um, I use a product. Let me see here. I use a product called Legends. That's L-E-G-E-N-D-Z-X-L. Uh, it says, uh, clinically shown to promote stamina, confidence, and sex drive. To promote blood flow within the first uh, use yeah, to promote blood flow with the first use, 90% had results within 60 minutes. 97% had results within 90 minutes. Uh, I think the the basic. Oh, that's just that's oh that's just uh, whatever. What is it here? Um, where 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 is this? It's a, it's a supplement. Um, yeah, vitamin B12 and zinc, basically. Ah, uh, yeah, the the L-arginine nitrate and ginger extract. So basically, it just helps really increase your blood flow with nitric oxide boosters. Um, but like Legends XL, uh, like this shit works for me. Like this shit, like I haven't had a chance to use. I I probably need to go out and get some more pills. But like you want to talk about like feeling like you're 18 again? I've legitimately almost passed out after having sex on those pills because I did not properly hydrate the day before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had I had a gal come over one time who was kind of uh, sleeping with me at, at at a moment for for a couple moments and it was really fucking interesting because like um, she uh, she 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 kind of hit me up and she's like hey you free I was like fuck yeah I'm free 
And uh, I didn't hydrate properly the day before because I had like a rock star or something crazy. Like I had, a, I had an energy drink that I could handle and I was still a little dehydrated from that. And uh, I finished and uh, like I was just kind of sitting at the edge of the bed sweating. And she's like, wow, that was great. And I was like, yeah, I almost passed out on you there. She's like, what? I was like, yeah, I almost passed out on you. And then like she went into, the, she has like some, she had like some very adorable mom instincts where I kind of kicked in and, and like, I'm just kind of sitting with my hands on my knees, you know, like sitting on the edge of the bed. I'm like, ah, ah don't pass out, Jared. You're going to be fine. Like I was feeling a little lightheaded. So yeah, like the shit helps with your blood flow, but like be prepped and ready to like expel some stamina. So yeah, bro, don't, uh, don't use Viagra. Uh, if your dick doesn't need it, don't use it. But if you're going to use something, fucking go for it fucking go for it um yeah so anyways that is about oh comfortable ad here you've got clickbaity title clickbaity title here um i found my younger stepbrother's search history what do i do so long story short i was joking around checked his search history he's 10 years old I didn't expect anything disturbing, but I found tons of searches for gay porn and other disturbing things. He threw a tantrum. I didn't want to tell my... Oh, that... I thought he was going to find... You were going to step, like, find stepsister stuff like that. Fucking stay in your goddamn lane. Yeah, like, the first one is here. Stay in your lane, dude. He's just going to search in secret, and he'll never trust you with anything in private again. Yeah. Uh, oh, super downvoted here. Oh. Oh. Negative seven downvotes. I get that it, yeah, uh, I get that it was wrong a thing to do, but you have to understand that I was completely not expecting this. Me and him are very close. I'm not very comfortable hearing that he'll never trust me again, even if I was just playing around like we always do. Bro, the biggest thing that you can do to your brothers is fucking like throw them under the bus. They never forget that shit. My brother, Cherry D and Yoshi still, still to this day, throw me under the bus for dumb shit I've done in the past. The last thing that you need to do is fucking throw your brother under the, your stepbrother under the bus for this. I think it was going to be like some fucking and he thrown you under the bus for like uh you know your stepsister or some shit like that and he was like looking up stepsister porn the kid's 10 with access to the fucking internet bro you're gonna find you're gonna find some like like i guarantee if you check it if you i guarantee you if you check his post history or if you check your post history when you were fucking 10 with access to the internet you'd find some shit especially with hyper how hyper hyper sexualized kids are today fucking calm down take a chill pill and get back in your fucking lane and that right fellas yeah that's right helios as he just preens and stares at me and blue blue of all people who stays in his little hidey hut because he'd He's got this weird thing where, like, he likes to chew on his tail feather for some fucking reason. And he'll sit in his little hidey hut and chew on his tail feather and try to place the tail feather on the entrance to the hidey hut. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get him. He's, he's so weird. He's so weird. And then it, yeah, whatever. So this is actually one that was recorded during the day. This is actually one that was recorded during the day. And, uh, yeah. So to, uh, to the fans that heard the, the birds in the background, and for another solo episode that I keep pumping out, because uh, I feel like I got to pump out an episode a week to stay a couple of weeks ahead, so this way I don't uh, I don't ever have that crash and burn where I feel like I have to put something out constantly. Um, yeah, so this was a solo episode with some of the birds in the background who have absolutely calmed down here today, and you, you got a little bit of my my crazy solo rant. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna call this one uh, the return of the rambling idiot, the return of the rambling idiot, where I. Jared, your host, 
talk about the dumb things and do what I do best because that is what you guys love. All right, I think I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to plug my, uh, I'm going to plug Halo, I'm going to plug my PC. I'm going to plug my PC into my big TV and I'm going to play some Halo. That sounds like fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. All right, uh, so uh, whatever day this decides to come out, I love your faces. I love you all. And uh, to to Susius are my favorite, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for getting me this new microphone and helping me set this thing up. To Eric, thank you for letting me be your DJ. Uh, so Susius are my favorite. Uh, Gaio, he, he is uh, the host out there. Gaio, he's got a great, great podcast. He's, he's kind of altering the format now that he's uh, being a real adult out there. I, I hope nothing but positive and great things for you, Gaio. We should sit down and have a, a conversation here relatively shortly uh, once again. I miss your face. I love you, buddy. I know it's a dual street here, and I, I've not been good about keeping in contact with you. Uh, Eric, thank you again for everything you've introduced me to. Thank you for letting me be your DJ when it comes to the Spotify, uh, the Spotify exclusive episodes that are you you're releasing for the File Under Entertainment. Eva, Mark, I look forward to working more with you on everything and to Rev, good sir. Thank you, thank you for being who who you are, Rev. I'm I'm excited to see where you 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 continue to progress throughout your your podcast history with all the weird things I hear coming from behind, and uh, I hope to see you all on the Discord uh, for Evil Mark. <laughs> I love your faces, everybody. Thank you to all my friends and family and everybody that's listening from Helios, Mister Blue Nibbles the Third, and myself, Jared. I love you guys, and I'll see you on the next episode.